A new era of design is upon us and it's giving creatives more room to play and push boundaries. Hear what's influencing this bold marketing movement on What's the Big Idea About Design Trends with your host, Sophia Alfieri. Welcome back to another episode of What's the Big Idea. Today, we are talking about design trends with two members of our creative team. So we have Eric Panky returning to the podcast, who is our creative director of digital. Hello. Hello. Good to be back. We have newcomer Courtney Fire, who is a graphic designer on our team. Hello. And then, as always, we have Amanda, who is my trusty co-host and co-producer and senior content director here at Adams and Knight. Hi. My first question was, what are some trends you've noticed within the past couple years and where do you think that they've come from? First, I would like to say that trends, which we're going to be talking about, is slightly different than just good design. So good design is forever. Things designed well are based kind of on scale and proportions and how you kind of paint that picture. If it's good, it's always going to be good. But trends are a different story. And certainly, like over the past decade, a trend being about kind of minimalism, simple design, maybe information forward design is probably where we have been. Maybe the reason being is over this past decade, a lot of new ways of placing media have come to the forefront in the agency world. So whether it's on social or various digital displays in places, I think there's been a simplification of how we present the information whether that's simpler sans-serif typefaces or simpler images or imagery or very basic color palettes to define the brands. I think that's kind of the place we've been in leading up to this. Mm -hmm. So kind of exploring a new world has kind of set the tone for how we design in that new world. Keep it as basic as possible. And maybe now we're starting to build on that. I think we had a lot of, like you said, simple colors, simple lines, really clean design, especially in the last few years when Mm -hmm. we were all locked up and purging and, Mm. you know, cleaning our lives. Mm. Um, And moving forward, we're starting to see people are ready to break free from that and go brighter and bigger and really express themselves and break out of the mold a little bit. That's good. I think that sounds really exciting. What to expect this year? Even just mentioning colors, and certainly that's been a trend that we're noticing here at the agency. A lot of our clients are interested in expanding their color palettes. They're interested in changing things that seem a little bit safer to something that's a little more daring, that's a little more eye-grabbing. So even if we just want to focus it down to one small segment of the design and talk about color, that has been something that has been certainly of notice here. And so this is a way to stand out from everybody else who's been adapting to that minimalist design along the way these last few years. Certainly so. And like I think it's also kind of about an era of reinvention. So brands are looking at themselves and saying, how can we be a little different now? How can we feel reinvigorated coming out of that kind of stagnant era? Mm. And it does. It feels joyful. Reinvigorated is a yeah. good word for that. Yeah. It feels like happy design is coming back in. Yeah. Joyful is is definitely a great word for it. It's in my notes here as well. It's like that's kind of been the big plus plus is like you're kind of adding a layer of joy to the work we're creating. There's some energy to it. Mm. Exactly. I notice a lot in the trend, and I'm going to date myself here. A lot. <laughs> The trends I was noticing, there was like the retro and the mm. airbrushing and, you know, a little bit of the vintage grainy-ish, like adding some texture. I really think that's exciting to break out of that clean lines, the grays, the muted tones. So is this a change that we're going to see across mediums? Should we expect it on our devices as well as on TV ads? Is this going to be kind of across different marketing mediums? Yeah, I think you'll begin noticing it more. I mean, obviously, as more brands are kind of 
coalescing around that idea of reinvention, it'll be a little bit slower. I mean, there's certain industries that have probably happened immediately, like whether it be fashion or music, where they can kind of adapt and change from week to week or month to month, where a brand kind of changing its look might work over the course of a full year to kind of get to this new place. But definitely things are going to look a little funkier and more layered and a little more curated in how the brands are expressing themselves. So maybe attempt to kind of grab their own space, their own visual identity, where that's becoming more and more important to brands is to kind of feel unique visually. The message can also be unique, but in this world we live in where everything is happening so rapidly and that amount of time to capture the consumer is getting smaller and smaller, just the visual identity of the brand is going to be as impactful as the tagline or what they're saying or what their brand voice is. So being able to just look at something and kind of have that feeling of, oh, I get it. This is coming from, you know, brand X or brand Y without even having to really absorb any of the other messaging, I think is very important. People designing for digital first experience, how has the evolution of the mediums we consume advertising and marketing in affected design? I think even internally here, our process had previously been, jump back like five years ago, it might start with some of the more traditional mediums. Mm. So whether it's broadcast or print, we're going to solve for that. And then second iteration was, let's consider the digital space. How's this going to perform and look and, and live on the web or in their digital experience or their social experience? I think presently we're kind of reverse that a little bit. So digital is leading what that design experience is going to be like. What is that brand experience going to feel like? And I think the digital, as you were kind of saying, is a little what used to be more of a little afterthought, whereas now we're thinking big picture and then how can we execute it? Whereas before it was like, here's this great print ad. Let's try to form into all these other assets. You're working on the digital side. It's like, oh, how am I going to fit this into these banners? And I think it's good that we're seeing the big picture. We talked a little bit offline about how what we're seeing on our phones has kind of like led to this more minimalist design. Can you tell us a little bit about that here? Yeah. In our early days of human beings interfacing with our devices, you may have noticed like a little more complexity in some of those icons that you are tapping on, more dimension to them, a little bit harder to decipher exactly what the logo was. And you were just kind of reliant on that little strip of information below that icon that told you this is the app I'm using. And the folks at Apple and Microsoft over time started kind of adapting their operating systems, how they looked to something that was very, very beautifully designed, but very, very basic. Flat colors, the logo mark was just kind of a simple knockout out of a field of color. And then I think the whole industry began kind of evolving in that way. Like, oh, this is a great way to communicate visually and it being very immediate and smart and memorable and iconic. Like as I scan down that interface on my phone, I don't need to read the things underneath anymore. Now I recognize that icon for Spotify. I recognize the icon for, you know, CNN or whatever services you're looking for in there. You no longer need to kind of glance around and say, oh, well, I better read that little eyebrow underneath because I'm not sure what this mess mm -hmm. is on top. Talking about social media, this is a little bit off of what you're saying, but I think the big trend that we're going to be seeing is like pushing boundaries. And I think social media has made us go to that next level because it's so easy for people to create their own ads on their phone. And, you know, there are applications out there for everyday person to be creating content. And so I think it pushes us to go to the next level. Trends are pushed by these 
big companies, but also by the people that are using them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the platforms themselves can create the trends. Yeah. Kind of going off of what Courtney just mentioned about how there's all these other mediums where people are able to create content. I want to very quickly bring up AI technology, which Mm. we discussed very briefly in our last episode, because it has come to the forefront of marketing, especially on the design side. So what are your opinions on AI. I think <laughs> everyone's waiting for <laughs> it. In, in, yeah, incredibly hot take on this, but <laughs> we I'll, accept I'll, hot yeah, takes here. I'll, I'll pull back slightly okay. and say there's certainly some things about AI that are positive. Okay. But we are talking about trends. So in talking about trends, AI is just a, a machine, a machine that's given information. So it's not actually learning like a human and then evolving that information into something new. It can't create a trend. The AI look might be a trend. What AI spits out can become a trend at that look, but AI only knows what has previously existed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it itself is not going to be able to generate a trend, look at something in a new and interesting way and combine things from the past in different ways and create a new voice. So in the world of trends, yes, AI is trending, but AI, in my opinion, can't be a trend setter Mm -hmm. itself. That's a really interesting point. Kind of took some of the words out of my mouth. I feel like AI takes out the human element of it Mm. and the emotion that goes behind it and also feedback from clients. Mm. I mean, things evolve. You come up with a concept in the beginning. The end product a lot of times does not look like the beginning product. So AI might give designers a great starting point, but I don't think it's going to be the end all be all. I think it's just going to be a tool for Mm. designers to use for starting points or to help refine something. But I don't think it can pull out something into fruition. Sure. And it could reinforce an existing trend. So you could put into your magic AI machine, say you want this image to have a flavor of whatever, modern nostalgia or grungy flavor to it. And it could produce something that has that look. So to generate looks that are on trend that have previously existed, Mm. I think that could be a good tool to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to, again, not going to create something like I've never seen before. It can't do that. It'll be interesting to hear this podcast in 10 years of what we think Mm -hmm. about AI. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had said to Pat, one of our copywriters, it seems like AI is like a starting point, a tool for like writer's block or creativity block or something. If you're having a tough time and you need a little bit of inspiration, but it shouldn't be the final product. Especially when you're talking about these bigger, bolder, more emotional colors and things being used. It's adding that layer of emotion on top of what the AI is producing. That's what's going to make make it special and make it connect with people. And I think and this is one last comment on AI. It's to me like the difference between creating something and, and finding something. So, mm. you know, on the most basic way of thinking about it is whatever you go to the store to buy a new shirt, you're going to find a shirt in that world of shirts that already exists that you kind of like and say that this is great. But the idea of designing your own perfect shirt is much more intimidating. And then as a human, you're probably much more self-critical in that process. So you might end up, oh, this this shirt is crap. I did an awful job. This is not good. Um, well, the one you find, you're in love with. Mm-hmm. Right? You did nothing to create that shirt except for find it. So I feel like some of these AI things are like, hey, it's great to find things that are cool. And that's kind of the definition of what AI is doing. It's just creating a bunch of things that you're just going to validate with, oh, I like that. And I think of a project we recently worked together 
again, bringing it to the next level. You know, the client requested these images that evoke this certain emotion. AI is not going to be able to defer that or define that. Find these images of X, Y, and Z is one thing, but find these images that spark this feeling is another. You need the human element to achieve that. Yeah. What are you seeing out there that's inspiring you these days? I guess I would say, like, what inspires you? And if you're just a student of design or enjoy design, that it's literally everywhere. So everything in the world is designed to some degree, you know, good, bad, indifferent. And you as a human resonate with these things that you see. So whether you love the titles of your favorite Netflix show or you love looking at the interface with your Apple Watch, all of these beautifully designed elements are all around us. So as far as inspiration goes, if you just let yourself absorb what's around you and are aware of it, I think all those elements are going to be infused in what you might be working on to create to help a brand feel better, feel more alive, feel more in tune with the world of 2023. And I think sometimes we don't even realize the things that are inspiring us mm. until we make that shift. And then you look back and you're like, oh, you know, maybe I, I was doing that because I was influenced by this. And I know I said the other day, everyone kind of chuckled, but I was saying, oh, I kind of turned to Eric for some of my inspiration. Yeah. but. I think that I'm also inspired by, you know, my colleagues mm -hmm. and also their creativity. I know I've just worked closely with Eric the last few years, but making me think outside the box or look at things differently. Mm. I think just surrounding yourself and learning from others, their approach will help your creativity. Yeah, I think that works lockstep with the idea of like, oh, it's COVID and we were all working kind of individually and you could interface with other people, but it was more like you're kind of focused on what you do best and executing what you do best in that moment. And now that we're you know, able to interact a little bit more and we're face to face at times now and like inspiring one another and having conversations like in the same room as opposed to, you know, over Teams or Zoom, I think that does help inspire better, richer work. And that might go on with some of the trends happening now, like things are more, images are more layered and multifaceted. And that kind of happens when a bunch of ideas kind of collide together. So it might be one person having many ideas or a group of people infusing one thing with many ideas that have coalesced. You know, now we're back together, we're seeing this huge shift. And I think it's true. Like there is something said about being in the office and being together, especially when you're on the creative side of things. Like we can pump out work all day long from our home offices, but it brings it to a next level when you're with the team. So what what design trends personally do you think could come and really dominate the forefront of marketing within the next few years? We had discussed this a little bit earlier, the post-COVID era, yep. this idea that, you know, brightness and Amanda used the word joy earlier, which was like spot on, a joyfulness in design, a way of communicating with the consumer that excites them and thrills them and makes them curious. So I think seeing all those sort of things, a bunch of different things pushed together in ways that people might not have seen before or make them feel like nostalgic of things that take them back to a time where they felt this kind of joy in their lives. I think we're just going to see a lot more of that. Definitely think that. Like I see a lot of the trends from the late 70s, 80s, even early 90s. And I'm like, oh, I'm really excited for some mm -hmm. of this stuff. But I definitely think it's breaking out of the comfort zone. Like next level, it's bold, loud. Here I am. So it'll be interesting, especially with some of our clients to see what direction we go with that. 
It's got to be exciting as a designer to be able to let loose. <laughs> yeah, and the design, I mean, speaking like these visual languages, obviously have to be right for the right clients. You know, whatever we're working on has to be right. You don't want to suggest, the, you know, the skinny jeans for the real big guy. You know, he doesn't want to squeeze into that look. The look has to be appropriate. So again, as we're talking about trends, maybe not every trend is right for every client, but certainly how visually everyone in the world is communicating at the moment could be folded into what individual clients are trying to communicate as well. I still think some of the conservative clients, we're going to see them pushing the envelope, breaking out of the mold and trying to find their unique individualism. It might not be loud and airbrushed and grunged and all that for you know some of the clients we have, but I think that they're going to cut it out of their comfort zone a little bit. I saw a trend and I think this goes in line with, you know, talking about social media and people able to create their own content that we're going to see a little bit of a shift where people want to see like real people, real places, real imagery, mm-hmm. not necessarily all retouched and perfect, seeing people in their real lives. <laughs> Authenticity. Yeah. Being authentic. A continuous trend in these topics yeah. we, we hit upon on the podcast for sure. Yeah. And some of that is about like, you know, flaws. Flaws are beautiful. So like yeah. incorporating mm-hmm. some of those flaws might, you know, lend one to connect more with the brand. A little human element makes sense in this new, more authentic marketing world, right? Correct. And I think, you know, using these tools that are presently on trend right now or otherwise, we're seeing a lot of value add to creating like visual languages that are meaningful to these brands and differentiate the brands from others in their category. So I think like, you know, over the past decade, there might have been an emphasis on design, but that design felt kind of similar across the brands. But now with some of these new tools that are becoming trends, it can help to differentiate you from that crowd. Mm. I have heard of pulling inspiration from other industries, though. You know, we want to be the Nike of insurance. Uh, (laughs) Like, So maybe just seeking inspiration from brands that are outside of that world that you live in. I think it goes back to seeing people that look at things differently. Mm -hmm. Mm. And it's funny, I was just thinking because we were talking about COVID and being locked up and then we're talking about seeing real people. I wonder if that trend a little bit stems from, you know, we spent two years like seeing people in their elements. We're seeing authentic people. You know, you're not just Mm. who you come into the office and perceive to be. It's like, here's my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. It had to have had some sort of impact on what we want to see. Yeah. Less polished. Yeah. A little more real. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Hope you had fun. (laughs) That was great. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks so much to Eric and Courtney for joining us on today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to What's the Big Idea on your favorite podcast player or on Anchor by Spotify at anchor.fm slash what's the big idea with dashes in between those words. You can find us just about anywhere. If you like the show, give us a rating or feel free to leave us a review. The next time you're scrolling through your phone or driving by a billboard, take note of what the creative looks like. You may just begin to notice how brands are trying to break out of their comfort zone and spark joy.